This is the Prepared Mindset Podcast, and I'm your host, Austin. Coming at you guys, got another episode, uh, something a little bit, something I think is a little bit deeper than what maybe we're, we're used to here. Uh, something I, uh, I I think about a lot, or, you know, my boss says noodling on it, right, which I think is kind of a PC way of just saying, you know, real, real deep thinking. Uh, so a little bit a little bit uh, kind of off the beaten path here. Certainly not exactly what I had planned uh, for for this episode for this you know this week, but something I as I think about it more and more, and had a discussion say with a friend uh, that I I find value in it and calling it out, pointing it out, and and pontificating right. <clears throat> so, um, going to be talking about mindset, its importance, my thoughts, my opinions, my beliefs. It uh, it may not be universally respected. It may not be uh, you know loved by everybody, but it's how I see things. And if you're listening to this podcast, that's I, I think right. That's what you came here for. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that. But before I, I you know I start my rants and my raving and uh, the uh, the verbal diarrhea, if you will, I need to say thank you to our you know providing uh, partners here, our sponsors. Uh, my colleagues, right, that that contribute here to what Prepared Mindset is all about, that that make these episodes, the content, you know, uh, make this all possible. First up, I want to say thank you to Active Carry. You guys need to head over to ActiveCarryTech.com, pick up all of your first aid needs, your medical gear, whatever it is. If you need an IFAC, check out their Blazer V2, something a step up from a personal first aid kit, go with their Gamma. They have parts, they have the pieces, they have the resources, they have the components you need to build out your own kit. They even have a custom kit builder feature, and on top of it, discount code PMP10 is going to save you guys 10% off your order. So whether you're picking up a tourniquet, a Slushman pressure wrap, maybe it's one of their Guardian ankle kits, activecarrytech.com, they have everything that you guys need. Make sure if you're carrying a firearm out there, you have medical to address the issues that'll come after you deploy said firearm, or maybe even something you come across without the firearm. Who knows? Be ready for whatever's coming at you. Again, activecarrytech.com discount code PMP10 is going to save you 10% off your order. Next, have to say thank you to John over at larplabs.com. Guys, LARP Labs is a company doing some really cool stuff. They produce vinyl wraps for your optics, your handheld lights, your rifle and weapon lights, your lasers, your night vision, and it's the high-quality computer-cut 3M vinyl that you see commercially used on rock crawlers. This is tough stuff, guys. It's it's set to stand three years outdoors to use and abuse. You can put it on real easy. You can peel it off. doesn't leave any of that gunk or residue behind it. Hooked you up with a discount code. Prepared Mindset, all lowercase, is going to save you 10% off your order. Head on over to LARPLabs.com. Check out the different colors, the patterns, the different lights, optics, whatever you guys need. John's got a ton of stuff there for you, and he's always working on new scans, new prints, and and new ideas. Super happy to be working with John. Again, head over to LARPLabs.com. Discount code Prepared Mindset will save you 10% off. And last but very certainly not least, have to say thank you to our friends over at 100 Concepts. Guys, 100 Concepts launched about eight months ago and took social media by storm with their light caps. Innovative ideas to address everyday issues that many of us are facing. 
they took those light caps, they rolled those into a scope cap design that they got unanimous asks for, uh, and it's just turned into what they see today, what they have now today. They have tons of ideas. I've been fortunate to have some discussions on some prototypes and hear about some of the things they have coming down the pipe. Really, really awesome stuff. Go head over to 100concepts.com. You can grab some helmet scrim, one of their chem light kits. If they're in stock, those things fly off the shelves. Pack scrim for whatever bag you're rocking. Or if you don't have them yet, pick up some light caps, pick up some scope caps. Those guys are doing absolutely outstanding stuff. Again, 100concepts.com. Head over to the website, check out what they got going on, pick yourself up some today. <clears throat> okay. So this week, we're talking about mindset and what mindset means to me. You know, when I when I launched this podcast coming up on three years ago now, which is shocking uh, to to kind of uh, say out loud. Um, you know, this was this was a project that I, was to give me and at the time, you know, a couple buddies, right, to the the place to talk about some of the stuff that we we liked. And at the surface level, you know, that was probably that was probably almost halfway accurate. I think. If you looked at it, just like I said, from the surface, and I certainly didn't even then either, uh, whether it was for, you know, I was apprehensive about getting into something deeper, making the mission here something more serious, but it was about shooting, hunting, training, survival, preparedness, things that, uh, as a general topic seem, uh, to some degree, you know, lighthearted in nature. Uh, but when you when you peel back the layers and you, you go deeper and you look at why are those things, why are all of those things an interest? Not, and, and I, and I pose this, uh, not as a question, I I guess as a question, right. To you, the listener, uh, not even just to myself here, but if you think about it, why are those things an interest to you? And it's predominantly because of your mindset, your attitude. And this can be traced back to, how you were raised. This can be traced back to your family, uh, your work ethic, your parents. I had a discussion today with a friend about staying dedicated and investing yourself and working hard for the goals that you're trying to accomplish and looking at things that come along in life. You know, looking at things like what problems you may encounter. They can be problems like you lose your job and you don't know how you're going to pay the mortgage. That could be, you could look at it as that's just a problem and I don't know what I'm going to do. Right. Or you could look at it as a challenge. You could even look at it as an opportunity to find something that you enjoy doing more. And here's the thing. No one ever said that that's easy, but again, coming back to your mindset, how you're approaching this can dictate your your personal attitude towards how you handle it. You can look at it as an opportunity or you can look at it as a punishment from some great beyond mystical source. You can blame people around you. Certainly, you know, today in, in our world, there is no shortage of grown adults uh, that they want to point the finger of blame at everyone around them. I, my, my house isn't worth what it should be. Is that that's not my fault. It can't be my fault. It's my neighbor's fault because they're not taking care of their property. It's the, it's this government, not, not the government in general. It's this government's fault because fill in the blank. 
it's, you know, that's not even the issue. It's I'm stuck in this house that isn't worth this because my parents didn't give me money for a down payment on a house or my parents didn't save when they were my age and had kids and they didn't send me to college. There's always with so many people, right? There's just, there's so many convenient excuses. I'm not going to say reasons because it's never a reason. It is always, always an excuse. It's, it's an excuse why you can't get where you want. It's an excuse why you're not where you want to be. It's an excuse that you have, you know, that, that view on life that you see the world through that colored lens, right? It is an excuse with the proper mindset and this, and you know, I, I, I said that this could be something that you're, you're raised with, you get it from family, but you can build this yourself. You can forge this if this is the kind of person that you want to be, but you have to make that intensely personal decision. So where this comes full circle here is people that have these and not exclusively, obviously, but people that have these kinds of views, personal accountability, personal responsibility, right? They want to be self-sustaining. They want to take on adversity and face the challenges that life throws at them. And it's almost as a way to test yourself, right? Isn't it? It's a way to test yourself, test your mettle, test your resolve, and see when you come out on the other side of whatever issue you're dealing with, how how are you? Are you better for it? Are you worse for it? Did you let it beat you? And again, I will say again, and probably say it multiple times throughout this this discussion here, that it's it's not easy. It's not. Life hits hard. I think Rocky said that, right? Uh, and the older we get, the more we all find that out. But you can approach these things. You can look at this and say, I want to be accountable for what happens. We see on the news the terrible things that happen to people. Police response times are down. Police budgets are down. Crime is up. Crime is way the fuck up. Laws are are, are down, essentially. They're protecting the criminals and, uh, you know, turning the rest of us potentially into victims. You can have the personal determination that you are not going to be a victim. And that does not mean you have to be one of these people out there. You don't got to walk out into the world looking for a fight. And in all honesty, you shouldn't. But you do not have to be a victim. You do not have to be reliant on someone else to protect your home and to protect your family. You do not have to be reliant on somebody else to take care of you and your family. These are these are things that as a man and as I mean, really, it's an adult because I don't want to go full blown left wing with this and assume that if you're listening to this, you're a man, because I know that there's women listening and I know that there are women out there that are equally as badass that look at these things the same way I'm talking about it. Accountability. You want to be in control of what's going on. You don't want to have to depend on anybody. And maybe you had experiences in life. Maybe you were left by a parent. You were left by a spouse. You're a single parent. I mean, any number of things could happen. Your personal resolve and determination and decision on how you're going to handle things could directly influence your mindset. 
are you going to let it beat you? Are you going to hide from the truth? Are you going to look at the world around you and say, you know, none of this is my fault. This is everybody else's fault. And there's a, there's, there's a distinction there. Realizing that whatever you're going through isn't always a discussion of fault. Things can happen. Things do happen every day. It's nobody's fault. I think it's, I think it's healthy to, to realize that and accept that. However, there are a lot of things that happen every day and they are someone's fault, but it doesn't always have to be your fault either. Like I said, I think it's healthy to have that realization and to move through life with that, that particular level of understanding while dealing with those issues, dealing with those adversities, dealing with, with that adversity, adverse is adversity is a word at any rate. This is the foundation of being, of being a bigger person, being a better person. You know, we see every day, uh, how many people want to not take care of the, you were, you were man enough to father a child. And I say that, I mean, it's probably not even the best turn. I mean, anybody can get a woman pregnant. I mean, biologically speaking, almost anybody can get a woman pregnant. It doesn't take that much, right? However, it, it takes a lot to be a father. That's unfortunately, that's one very, very, very common problem in this country is the broken family, the nuclear family, which I mean, that's the technical term for it. Nuclear family, a uh, father, a mother, children. Now I know we live in 2023 and some families have two moms and some families have two dads. Some have one dad and no mom. Some have one mom and no dad. I, I understand we are all, you know, in different situations for different reasons. And that's really not what we're talking about, but not having a support system there. That's a problem. You make those decisions. You need to commit to those things. And further, if you're going to be a husband, right? I feel like it's, you know, at some point in our lives, maybe it's the the early mid twenties phase. It becomes very popular for some reason, for people to just run off and start getting married. People that you don't, you don't have a career path set. Your job, I would hesitate, I would hesitate to classify as stable. Your income, I would not classify as sufficient, you know, and people decide they want to get married and Hey, more power to you. If you love somebody, I, I really think that that's all the institution of marriage needs to be is if two people love each other. Uh, you know, that's as far as I'll take it. I don't want to get into that discussion past that. I have my opinions, but you know, uh, if you, if you love someone and you want to, you want to make a life together, I think you should do it. But you also have to realize that that comes with consequences, fairly immediate consequences too. You want to put a roof over both your heads. You want to put food on both your, both of your table, right? And you don't want to just sustain and survive. You want to live life. You want to enjoy life. And this is, this comes back to some things we see in the shooting community that really start to chat my ass. And I'll be very transparent and very clear about that. It has become, and this is where I think people have a lack of moral character to some degree. And I will take what I perceive to be the high road here. People like to share things on social media and make comments on social media or even in person now too, where they degrade the caliber of their fellow man, they attack people and they make rude comments because somebody can't afford fill in the blank piece of kit. 
you can't afford night vision. So you're doing something wrong because saying it's not in the budget is a misnomer. You're just, you just suck at budgeting. Well, uh, that, well, that, that certainly could be true. It is my opinion that as a man, as a husband, I'm not a father, but I would assume as a father, as I I can say confidently as a 33 year old man who watched my father work a factory job, still works the same factory job, go to work for 10, 12 hours every day, no weekends off. He'd, He'd work four months in a row without taking a single day off. Don't take the weekends off because that's when you get double time, time and a half, triple time if it's a holiday, right? You need to provide for your family. You have to. Now, if you are at that point in time not making enough money to to buy what I would consider to be frivolous things, then so be it. You don't get those frivolous things. It is nothing short of malfeasance to do something like spend $3,000 on a PVS-14 that will... Yeah, I mean, it's greatly going to enhance your capability, and I think you should. I 110% think if you can get into night vision, you totally you totally should. What you should not do is get into night vision at the expense of your children and your wife, your spouse, whatever have you. It should not mean that for the next three months, your family is eating nothing but ramen noodles. It should not mean that your kids have to go to school in clothes that are are, are not clean or have holes in them. Or shoes that are falling apart. And I've, I hear these stories because my father grew up in a home where that, that is just, that's all they had. It wasn't a uh, question of frivolity. It was, they didn't have much. So uh, he would, I remember, I hear these stories. My dad wore to school my my grandfather's hand-me-down pea coat, his Wrangler jeans, and then Sperry's or we call them dock siders or whatever, boat shoes. Because here in Michigan, especially in the, you know, the town where my father grew up, boating is a big part of the lifestyle. Boating is a big part of the culture. You know, he, at the time, he worked at a marina. So, but all he had was that one pair of shoes, his boat shoes, his Sperry's, his dock siders, whatever. So think about wearing those, which don't really do well with socks. Walking to school in the snow in Michigan, where it's in the 20 degrees, ish. Maybe if it's a warm, if it's a warm week, you're in your, you're somewhere in the thirties. Think about that. And there are people that would actually sit here and say, you need to make the decision to, instead of buy that, that boy, a good pair of shoes to buy him socks, to buy him a warm coat, a new coat to make sure that he's eating something other than hot dogs every night. And not like, not like the good stuff, like the, the cheap dollar, you know, a dollar fifty off the rack, black and white brand hot dogs. That's okay for your family to eat because they're just kids and that's just your wife because you got your night vision. Or you got the aiming laser or the eight hundred dollar uh aim point that you needed or the twenty eight hundred dollar rifle that you quote needed because that's what some of these people will do to generate controversy and build a following. And it's shitty. It's shitty and it's cruel. So rather than just sitting here and doing what those people are doing and calling out people for behavior I don't agree with, right? Because that's essentially what it amounts to. Maybe a different uh, context, a little bit different scope. Here's how you handle those things. You go out and you, you find a better job. 
And no one's saying it's going to happen in a week. You're not going to just magically put in one application and in a week you get a call and a week after you interview and two weeks after you start the job. And if it does work that easy, God bless you. And I wish you all the best. But as a man, as an adult, as a parent, as a spouse, your first step is to find a way to bring more money into the house and not not just so you can afford the extra, you know, the things like the night vision. I mean, that's part of it, certainly. But you should want a higher quality of life for your family. Your family, which you want to protect. Everything comes at a measured pace and with balance. So with an enhanced income, right, one would then say, okay, <clears throat> now I have the capability to, to set money aside. Instead of living check to check, where I'm hitting payday with about $7 to my name. No, now we're living check to, we're, we're past check to check. We're living, here's what I live off of. And every payday I pay myself first. I put a hundred dollars in the savings account or I put $200 in the savings account. Or maybe you're doing well. You can put $200 in the savings account, put a hundred dollars towards your charge card balance. If that's how you do things or some combination thereof. Maybe you have two savings accounts. Here's the family savings account, and I'm going to put $200 in there. And every paycheck, I put $25 in my savings account or my fund savings account so that I can start putting money together to buy something like night vision. And if you can do more, do more. But your priorities have to be there. Remember why we are doing these things. Where's your mindset at? Is it really truly, if you're making the decision to prioritize gear for Instagram over the well-being of your family, you are failing at your first and overall goal of protecting and providing for your family, for your spouse, for for yourself. I know a lot of us kind of pride ourselves on the shit that we put ourselves through in our early 20s, the crappy food and the cheap shitty beer that we drank. But I mean, <clears throat> it's not something that you need to be proud of. It is something I think that we all endure and we have stories about certainly later in life and they're funny. Family gatherings, talk about the cheap beer you used to drink and the parties you went to and the dumb things that you did, the dumb things you spent money on. Understanding that in most of those instances you were not yet married and you still lived under your parents' roof and had the capability to to behave that way and if you were broke, yeah, I mean you could hit your parents up for 20-30 bucks and they could float you till, you know, uh till payday. One of the most sobering things my dad ever told me is when he got to his wedding day, actually backed up a second, my grandmother used to keep a steno notebook of all the money she lent my dad, whether it was a buck for this, $5 for that, $20 for something, she kept all of it. She wrote it all down. And my dad got married, his wedding gift was that she tore up that notebook. Think about that. For a lot of people that grow up in a world or are growing up in a world today where they just assume that if you, I'm, you know, your parent is there to take care of you, no questions asked. And it's, it's, they're not. Do I think they should? I, I do. I think as a parent, you should, again, and I am not a parent yet, but as a parent, you should want to do better for your family and for your kids and for your spouse, better than you knew growing up. Or at, very, at the very least, if you had a great childhood, you want to do as good. Some people work really, really hard and they set the bar really, really high. And that can mean a lot of things. That's another unfortunate part about this is I think a lot of us measure ourselves to a false standard. I'm no good at this. I'm no good at shooting, gear, training. 
because I didn't serve. And this isn't, this is not a dig. I want to be very clear about that right now. It's not a dig at anybody who did, but we have become so conditioned in this community that, you know, we need to feel poorly of ourselves and feel badly of ourselves because we're not finding the success that others found. We are not living life the way that others did. We don't have to. That's very important that everybody listening to this understands that as well. Your life is not the next person's life is not the next person's life. Your path, your journey does not look the same. If you want to reach those same levels of success, do you know how you get there? A good attitude, a strong work ethic, anything. This is what some, you know, a lot of our parents told a lot of us growing up. And you, you see it all over the place and you hear it all over the place. And a lot of people like to reshare it on job board sites and, and LinkedIn and social media because it's in vogue and it's popular. Or maybe there's a good graphic. But anything worth having is w- worth working for. And what I think that should say, and maybe at one point it, it did say, was anything worth having is worth working hard for. Work hard. Put in the time. We talk about this all the time within the context of shooting. We talk about it all the time in the context of things like dry fire, learning land navigation, hitting the gym, getting stronger, being more healthy as I crack a beer. But keep those things in mind. You know, your attitude, your mindset plays into all of this and it has to. Otherwise, you will fail. You will quit. How many people... And I, this is not to, this, this isn't for me to sit here and toot my own horn and talk about my own accomplishments or, or anything like that. But if you look at how many people given the opportunities that they were during the lockdowns in 2020, right? We're all at home. Some people were paid to stay home and not work. And if you say that's bullshit, I can, I, I DM me. I could actually explain to you, like my, my job had people go home from work, and as long as they remote logged on from their home computer for 12 hours a week, the company still paid them a 40-hour check. They kept all their benefits. They got their straight 40. Now, no incentive, but they got their straight 40, and they were able to take care of their families, which is a blessing considering the problems people have with unemployment. Uh, Again, you know, if you look at that, you're very fortunate Now, maybe you had the foresight to get into a field, to get into a company that allows for that. Not everybody does. I'm not saying that's indicative of you being making a good decision or bad decision based entirely off of, uh, you know, a world halting uh, illness that none of us could have foreseen. Right. However, look at the opportunity that was there. Everyone's home. You know, a ton of free time. You're not going out. You're not getting entertainment. You're not ordering out food and stuff because stuff was shut down, right? So you have the opportunity to take these extra funds per paycheck and invest this into an opportunity for yourself. However, how many companies, and I had this conversation with another friend. I was talking with, uh, with another buddy last night on the phone and somebody else who started a company who had to start making cutbacks and where they spend money on marketing, where they spend money on advertising, the frills, if you will, uh, with within running their particular business because they assumed they built their business model on the concept that that business would stay at that level of that that volume of business that we experienced during COVID, and 
that's just not it. Business moves up and down like a roller coaster. You have to plan for those things. That's part of this. You have to understand that you can't just blow your wad all at once and everything's going to be fine. That's why we have things like savings accounts. We talk about being frugal and making smart decisions, why it's never advisable to go out and spend your entire paycheck on a brand new plate carrier and plates, and hopefully you can make it the next two weeks on $80 while gas prices are going up. Think about that. We look at this community and we are constantly told we're not good enough, but we will be good enough with this piece of gear, with this diet plan, with this training course. And I think while there's certainly merit to some of those things improving you, they are not going to make or break you. And they certainly are not a reflection on the caliber of your person. And I want everybody to hear that when I say it. it is not a reflection on the caliber of your person. Understand that the people that a lot of times are telling you those things, you have to have this. You have to buy this optic because it's military grade durability and reliability. And that's all you can have. Anything less than that is a piece of shit. And I was one of those people hearing those kinds of comments, hearing that kind of messaging from people I genuinely idolized. And for a while, I felt like I was worthless. I worked really, really hard to get into better positions financially so I could have better optics and better options for myself to meet a standard that I never defined for myself. I was never even able to validate for myself. And as it turns out, it's kind of a false bar. Do I regret it? No, I don't. I worked very hard to get the money to buy, to buy a lot of the things that I have. You know, I, I am fortunate that I have presenting sponsors here with this podcast that does not, I'm not making like this podcast does not clear in the red month to month. I do this as a project because I love what I'm doing here. I love these companies. They do send me free gear. I think everybody pretty much knows that, but again, I'm not like making tons of money off of this. Would I love to someday? Sure. But I'm willing to put the work in. And a lot of you guys listening are also willing to put the work in, whether that's to find success at your career, to meet goals at work, willing to put the work in to grow your your skills with your field craft, your shooting, your training, your knowledge, right? To meet those goals. And you don't quit. You know how many people buy a buy a Glock and then they go they go buy a holster and they start doing some dry firing and then two months later they're just that's eh, I have it. It's here. I have a buddy that last time we were together said he he has a I, I don't I think it'd be like a Gen two uh, Daniel defense rifle. Um, it's key mod. So, you know, uh, how, whatever kind of indicator that is for you, uh, in terms of age, cause, cause key mod really hasn't been predominantly popular, um, in the space for a while. Right. Uh, a lot of, uh, companies that are coming out now with hand stops and vertical grips and accessories and things like that, they're, they're building them primarily around M lock, that's what the army went with, right? And and Picatinny. So it's a little bit of an older build, but it, it also has an ACOG with an RMR piggyback to it. So this is a pretty decent setup. Daniel Defense Rifle, a $1,200 ACOG with a $500 RMR mounted on top of it. And uh, also, I believe, has a, uh, a Surefire X300 down the rail, which, I mean, I know technically it's a pistol light, but a lot of guys run them as rifle lights. And um, pretty slick little setup, you know, um, was talking about, oh, I don't really have time anymore. So now granted he did have twin boys, but, uh, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to sell the rifle. 
I don't have time for that anyways. And I, you can't, I don't believe you should ever force someone into a corner, chastise them, verbally berate them. As a friend to this, this guy, someone I, someone I love, he's a good friend. You can only share your input, your advice, and then you, you have to let it go. But as somebody in that position, you should never want to quit on those things. If you have that tool, because at some point in life, you wanted to be effective with it, you wanted to be able to, to protect and defend your family, don't let go of that. You cannot, the quitter mindset is far too common. That's, that's one example. Another are a lot of people that start these profiles on social media. They want to become an influencer, right? You want to break into the industry. You want to be making money and rubbing elbows with, you know, insert, you know, to a celebrity guy. You want to be going to SHOT Show every year and partying it up. And it's, it takes time. It takes effort. It takes energy. I had this discussion several weeks ago telling somebody, and it wasn't even in the 2A space. It was not even in the 2A space. Hey, if I break... 1500, not 15,000. If I break 1500 followers, the, these companies will start send, sending me samples. They'll start sending me, you know, uh, product for free. And I have these credentials to go with this. They explain to them, all right, well, then you're going to have to you know, build content people want to see. You have to understand, you know, define your brand, define, you know, what you're trying to do. And then you have to, you have to work for a while, man. You got to like define what your goal is. If you want to be educational then be educational, I think if there's anything this world could always use more of, it is educational information, resources. Unfortunately, you know, what we end up seeing, especially with social media is the memes and dumbass videos and things and people ripping on each other all the time for dumbass reasons is what unfortunately attracts all the likes, all the clicks, all the followers. So having this conversation saying, Hey, you know, just, uh, you want to build content. Here's the little bit of advice I can offer. Cause I'm not great at it either. You know, photo editing and video editing is tough for me. I know some people like we've had drew Hopkins on this podcast before. Drew is really good at that stuff. Like very, very good. He's in a lot of instances, I would go as far as to say he has set the standard for what media production could and should be if you're trying to be the top tier, right? Explaining to somebody that <clears throat> your two-minute video, or uh, I think IG calls it a, a reel now, right? You could very easily invest 45 minutes in getting that two-minute video right. And that's before you have to do things like create a post, and when you create a post, it's, you're not just putting together, here's what's going on. You have to find an, a way to articulate words beyond the image, words beyond the video. This all, And why this is important is it speaks to your work ethic, your ability to invest yourself and your time in a common or in, a, in an end goal, right? Because you want to get to X destination. And these are the steps you have to take. And doing it once is not, is not hard. Doing it twice, three times, five times is not hard. What is hard, what is difficult about this is this has to be a repeated and common and consistent behavior. And if you're not doing this, this and this is me talking here, is if you're not doing this because you're passionate about it, you're not doing this because you're, you believe in the message you're trying to send, then it's all for naught. And I think 
and maybe this is a, a deeply emotional and spiritual thing. If you're not investing yourself in things that you love, I mean, aside from your job, I, I can't do anything about that. I mean, many of us hate our jobs. Many of us, you know, can't wait to the day we retire. I hope everybody can find a job that doesn't make them feel that way. I know it's not realistic. I digress. Your free time, these influencer projects, these side projects, these, these passion projects, if this is not something that you, if you're not doing this because at the core of yourself, you believe in it deeply and you want to help people, you want to put yourself out there to get the input from the, the rest of the world. That's what I do here. I don't, you know, I don't try to, to, to portray myself as an expert. I'm here to learn. I'm here learning. I want to learn. I have so many questions about so many things. I have questions I don't even know I have yet. And I put myself here because I can take the hits. I'm okay taking the hits. I'm also okay sharing my learning experience with all of you as I bring on some amazing guests, right? But if you're not willing to work through that and fail probably two or three times as often as you succeed for a very long time until you start to figure some things out for yourself, you shouldn't be doing this. You should find something that makes you happy and invest yourself in that. And there is absolutely nothing wrong. Maybe, you know what, maybe that's being a father. You know, if you're a parent and you're the thing that makes you happier than anything else is, is being a a dad or being a mom, being with your kids or just spending time with your spouse or, or your dogs, right? I have two dogs that I love. I love spending time with my family. All right. This is my passion here as well. And where I, this is where I go for my me time to invest in myself. And I love it. I love all of it. Is it always awesome? No, definitely not. (laughs) But I know that it, it would, it would eat me from the inside out. If I were to just quit one day, if I were to quit tomorrow, my follower count isn't high enough. My, my subscriber count right? Isn't high enough. I'm not successful enough. It's been three years. Why am I not there? You know, now I think it's perfectly healthy to look at some of those things as well. Why am I not where I want to be? That's a perfectly healthy question to ask yourself, to pose to yourself. I mean, it could be with work. It could be, why is my marriage not healthy? Why don't my kids like me? And again, and again, it's not, it's not always easy. You have to accept that. First and foremost, that just because you have the question does not mean that the answer always has to be easy. A lot of times it's going to take a while to sit there. You're going to think about it and you're going to think about it and you're going to think about it. And then maybe you will end up figuring it out without realizing it. Maybe you won't figure it out. Maybe you'll have to reach out for help. And that's another thing in this community that I think is really talked about a lot. However, not not supported the way it should be. Integrity is a word I think that is oft mentioned and not very often followed through. And what I mean is we have a lot of people in this community that say, if you have questions, reach out, I'll help you. If you have questions, reach out. There's tons of resources out there. Social media is great. They say social media is great because that's where they built their platform. That's where they built their voice. That is the platform in which they live their life that has elevated them to a status and a lifestyle to which they've become accustomed. So, of course, they're going to sit there and they're going to defend social media and talk about the virtues and the greatness and the benefits of 
Instagram and YouTube and everything else that's out there. And, and, and that's right. There are certainly resources out there. There's lots of content being made. There's people making a name for themselves. They're drawing eyes to themselves and sharing information they may not otherwise have had an opportunity to share. But also understand that that's why they talk about why it's so great. Because some people, once they have that spotlight, refuse to lose it. Additionally, you have to find ways to keep fighting to build it. And I fully say this acknowledging the fact that I'm in that game. It's always a battle to stay relevant. It's And it's why a lot of people, it's why a lot of us, we kind of hate the social media piece of it, but it's necessary. It's it's the way things are done until then, you know, culture changes again in another 10, 20 years, whatever it is. We could be in the middle, the beginning stages of it, not even know it, right? Anything anybody... 15 years ago, thought that, you know, this is where we would be. Instagram would be the place to be. I mean, 15 years ago, I'm pretty sure we still had MySpace going on, right? But understand that there's people out there that'll promote those ideas, and then they are too busy to go through their their direct messages to provide responses. And I certainly understand with the level of attention some people receive because of the content they put out and the videos they put out, they, they have lives too. And they're not always able to get to those questions. However, there are more people than there should be that will just not spend the time trying to help their fellow man because they don't deem it worth their time. They won't spend their time trying to lift up their fellow man, either because they're they're jealous of their success, they're jealous of their station in life, they're jealous of everything. And and that's that's human. You know, I think that's it's well articulated throughout the Bible, right? Jealousy, things like that. We have to, and I don't want to get religious on this. I'll just say we, you, you have to fight that battle to rise above. Like I said earlier, your journey does not have to be the same journey that somebody else is taking. And none of us, unless you're close friends with, with, you know, certain individuals and things like that, you can look at somebody and go, wow, it must be really freaking nice that they have, company sending them free stuff and they have all this stuff going on and they've talked to all these people and they get to do these things and travel here and there and and do all that great stuff but you don't you don't know their struggles yeah they may be able to travel the country and go to all kinds of awesome conventions and meet some of the the best people in the world in in their fields that have served in the military and done a lot of these things that we all drool over right but on the inside they could be hurting it could suck that they spend so much time on the road, that they miss their wife, they miss their family. It's in the pursuit of a greater goal for them. You don't know because they don't put it out there. So it's it's really easy, and this is why I hate it. I absolutely fucking hate when I tell people, yeah, I work from home. Like, oh, must be nice. I have a brother that used to drop that shit to me all the fucking time until I shut it down all the time, must be nice, must be nice, because I made career changes, and I made career choices, and I suffered and worked my ass off to get to a position now where, is it where I want to be long term? No, it's not. Am I happy with where I'm at today? No, not really. But it affords me the opportunity through my effort and my hard work and my personal investment that I get to work from home every day. Now, it's very easy to say, yeah, that must be nice. I mean, there are benefits, but understand, I used to be very proud of the fact I used to get up at 5.30 every day, 6 o'clock every day, because I, I wanted to be out the door by 7, so I could count for traffic, I get to work early, I, I loved being the first one in the office, 
I don't, I, I couldn't even explain to you why, but if somebody beat me in the building in the morning, I was just a little bit let down. Like I, like I, I didn't do as good as I could have. Right. And now working from home, I don't, I, I still try to, I still get up around seven most days, but it's not six. It's not five thirty. you know, and some days it's quarter to eight and just roll out of bed. Cause I had trouble sleeping and go straight to the laptop and get online and start my day. And it's kind of lazy. And I, and there's weeks where I leave the house four times and that's the four times I go to the gym and then come right back home. And in 2020, it wasn't even that as everybody else was getting back in the office and seeing their friends. My wife went into work every day through 2020 and 2021 and half of 2022 had coworkers, had those relationships, had those interactions with people. I didn't, I had to build those new relationships via teleconferencing, (laughs) video conferencing. Uh, and it's difficult. It wears on you, you know? So it, it does offer benefits, but I started to miss human interaction. I still do. You know, now life is, is certainly appears getting back on the tracks. And I think we just saw something in the news about officially, right? Uh, con- the house voting to end this uh, period of emergency and things. And and that's great. A lot of people coming back saying it was still going on. Yeah, technically it was right. But people will look and they'll very easily say, oh, it must be nice because you got to work from home every day. Like, well, it, it carries its own set of burdens. Just like once you get to a certain level, a certain status with things, with anything, like, yeah, you're a great shooter. Well, that took a lot of hard work to get there, and there's still work that goes in every day to maintain that level. You know all these things about being operationally sound, fundamentally sound for survival skills and tactics and bushcraft or whatever, right? Yeah, but if you don't use it, you lose it. And while some people may love those things, others may not. And they may hate having to go through the training to maintain those skills. There's a lot of people that serve in the military and special operations. They get out and they never look back. They don't. It's just not where their passion in life is. They ended up where they ended up. They're exceptional individuals. They challenged themselves. They went through some things. They saw some things. And I can pretty confidently comment on this just because I've had enough people have these discussions with me, both on the podcast and off. And they get done and they're done with it, man. It's not, it's not who they are as a person. And that's fine. It's, I honestly, I amend the, or applaud the, the shit out of that because you know, and you want to make decisions that are going to make you happy. And that's got to be, you know, coming full circle here, the mindset, part of the mindset that you approach life with. Now, if we want to look even further at this into the scope of this space, this community, one of the stupidest comments I ever fucking got, and this was probably a year and a half ago, maybe even two years ago. I mean, it's just one same asshole. If you're listening, Mike, I hope that you fucking enjoy this. Oh, you should change the name of your podcast because preparedness and survival has nothing to do with mindset. And I'm sure some of you guys are kind of are, are smirking or laughing at this. Guys who know, right? Guys who've been in life and death situations that have had to face these kinds of questions and, and consequences, right? Mindset has nothing to do with this. Motherfucker, mindset has everything to do with this. In those kinds of mortal situations, if you think about it, if you're not bound and determined that you're going to make it out alive, it's very easy to crumple like like a paper hat, freeze, I mean, there's books written on this, there's uh, retellings, podcasts, 
documentaries about all of this stuff. Mindset has everything to do with it. Going through the training, building yourself up to a point where you can enter a scenario like that and reproduce those skills. And honestly, you could take that out of that context and put that in the context of anything. Professional athletes. You're going to tell me that, you know, this game that we just watched uh, last weekend of the AFC Championship between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs come down to a three-point field goal. The Chiefs won by a field goal. You're telling me that kicker, Harrison Butker, that mindset doesn't matter to him as he's sitting there knowing that the, the teams sit, you know, whole season, the team's trip to the Super Bowl, right, the, the goal and achievement they've all been striving for all season long, you're going to tell me that mindset doesn't play into how you approach that one kick, that one instance, and the results that you have to face coming out of that? That's absolute horseshit. And that's what I'm talking about, is it's so easy to sit on social media and and attack people and act like you have an idea as to what's going on. Because you can block your page, you can make yourself private, you can limit and bottleneck the amount of information that people have access to about you while ultimately turning around and criticizing Anybody and everybody you see and disagree with. And I've been on that side of it and it sucks. It's there are days when I wake up and I see that kind of shit. And with this particular individual, it happened on, it was two Sunday mornings, about a year apart almost. It's fucking crazy. And yeah, that shit kind of fucking bothers me. Oh, hey, yeah, you're a fat piece of shit. My 12 year old nephew would be more valuable in a fight than you. That's how do I deal with that? That's my mindset is understanding my attitude is that I've had enough people telling me, enough people who are doing the right kinds of things and have done the right kinds of things, that what I'm doing is the right things. Success is a series of behaviors. It is not one act that instantly translates into success. It's a series of behaviors, consistently repeated behaviors. And again, the path, the journey looks different for all of us. But you have to have it within you to be committed. You have to stick with it. Like anything, you have to practice it. You have to practice what you preach. So for me, what that looks like, I go to the gym four days a week. I mean, is there an exception here or there? Yes, there may be. Is there typically? Uh, not lately. <laughs> I typically go on my lunch breaks. Again, that's one of the benefits of me working hard to get where I'm at, where I'm in a salaried position with work. So I can take my lunch. I can run to the gym for an hour and then, or an hour and 15 minutes and come back. I can do cardio. I can work chest one day a week. I focus on legs. And if I can't make it on lunch because I have to be in a meeting, I have to be in a call, then, oh shit, I guess I'll just have to wait five hours. And when I'm done with my work day, I will go and work out for that hour, hour and a half. But I go four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. That's my process. And I stick to it. And then it's almost as if by some form of magic, after like a year, year and a half, all of a sudden one day I realize, wow, I have more muscle in my arms than I remember the last time I looked at myself. Hey, I, I feel better than I did six months ago. Hey, people are commenting on how I look. And I don't feel like I've changed much. I don't feel like I've really done anything differently because the change is done. You're committed to your lifestyle and you're not going to allow for, hey, I'm really tired today. Hey, I just don't feel like it today. You know, you don't allow for those things to weigh you down. 
you're going to go do what you know you need to do to be successful. You commit to it and you don't cave to the temptations, to the the weaknesses that we inherently have as humans. You know where you want to be and understand that by doing the right, the only way you're going to get there is by doing the right things and following those behaviors. That's the only way. I mean, there are shortcuts. There's always shortcuts. And we always say, you know, be weary of shortcuts because there's any, like we said, anything worth having is worth working hard for. So yeah, you want to lose weight? Sure. We can make the joke. You could look into liposuction and you can go ahead and get the surgery. You could have 60 pounds removed and it'll be great. But if you don't change the behaviors associated with that, you're going to jump right back up to whatever weight you were at. What behaviors you need to change? You need to work out. You need to start working out. You need to work out more possibly. You need to correct your diet. You need to make sure that the, 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 the food, the fuel you're putting into your body is what's going to make you healthier. And that's that, that can be difficult for some people. You know, when I got, a, I, I did Weight Watchers for a while. My girlfriend and I, now my wife, right? She decided she was going to get on it. And at the time I was, I was getting close to 290 pounds. I was getting pretty, uh, pretty chunky and happy, uh, just sitting in my desk job, working at a bank. I would go to the Walmart behind the branch and I'd buy snacks. I'd buy cashews. I'd buy Oreos and I'd buy 12 packs of Mountain Dew. And I'd be drinking two, three of those a day, uh, you know, all kind just crap, total and complete crap. And I got on Weight Watchers and I dropped 30 pounds almost and kept it off. And that's been like my new high. Like I, I, I mean, it was the most amazing feeling when somebody stopped me at band camp when I was there to teach and, and said, wow, you look great. I go, oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm on Weight Watchers. It, I guess it worked or is working. You commit to the behaviors and you'll find the success. Commitment is a rarer and rarer uh, trait to find in people, though. People don't have that kind of quality to them anymore where they're willing to just dedicate themselves and and work it out and follow it through. Make sure that you do the things you need to be successful and they and don't give up. And if you find that you're doing those right things and for whatever reason you're not finding success, you don't let it go. You keep digging. You keep working. What am I not seeing? What am I not getting here? What am I not understanding? Oh, well, here, you have this issue with your diet because you're bigger than your wife. You're taller than your wife, whatever. You actually need to be taking in, and this is something else that I struggled with for a while, was understanding, hey, um, you're only getting about, I was only taking in about a third of the protein that I needed to. And I go, wow, and you put it in context like that, and you're like, wow, how am I gonna how am I gonna get all that protein in my in in my diet? I don't I mean, I'm not just gonna be eating nonstop. And so, well, no, not necessarily. Eat protein rich foods, the right kinds of proteins, right? I eat a lot more eggs, which sounds like a huge flex because eggs are like really, really expensive right now. Um, but that's not a recent thing. We've been doing that for like the last year. You know, breakfast is a regular meal for us. So eat a lot of eggs. When you want a breakfast sandwich, okay, well, do open face. So you eat one piece of bread and you limit your carb intake. You like bacon? Use turkey bacon. Okay, it's way less greasy, more lean. Is it exactly the same as normal bacon? No, it's not. And yeah, you're just going to have to settle for that, you know. Uh, But 
you make those dietary adjustments. There's still protein in the turkey bacon, right? You make those kinds of dietary adjustments. You cut out the sugar. Honestly, when I first started, anybody listening to this that is trying to to make the change, we're at the beginning of 2023, you're sick of it. Here's a gimme. Stop drinking pop. Cut out the sugar. I swear to God, for if you're like a in your 20s, maybe your early 30s, and you're looking to drop 10 pounds, just stop drinking pop for a week. Drink water. You can have coffee. You can have milk. But just cut out the sugary drinks, and you will be absolutely astounded in a week, two weeks, how much weight you just drop off by by that by that alone. You don't got to up your your workout regimen. You don't got to do anything else. That alone, you will probably drop seven to 10 pounds. It is that easy. And it really puts in perspective the importance of what you put into your body. But you have to embrace it. You have to commit to it. And when we're talking about commitment, that's the bigger part of this lifestyle. You know, hey, I'm committed. I want to protect my family. I want to be, I want to be competent. I want to be capable. Understand that those words mean different things to different people in this space based almost entirely on personal experiences. And if you're looking to join a group of guys locally, maybe it's very similar to what I'm, I'm going through right now. Um, having connected with several people through another Josh Lowry post on Instagram, pulled into a group chat open some dialogue, getting ready to, to rendezvous with some of these fine gentlemen and, and, and get to know them and where they're at. Understanding that your personal bar for yourself and someone else's are going to be different. And to an extent, you have to allow yourself the flexibility to see that. And if somebody is looking for the help to nurture that and build up your neighbor, build up your fellow man, support your fellow man. And it's okay if they aren't looking to be the standard that you've set for yourself. And I hope that makes sense. I feel like some of us hold ourselves to such a high standard here. I know about running a drone. I know about medical. I know about shooting. I know about night vision. I know about communication. And I'm working on learning small unit tactics. And now I'm delving into the various forms of camouflage and things like that. And you're going to look at the next guy who doesn't have night vision, who doesn't know what kind of AR they should buy and maybe owns what you consider to be a crappy plate care. That doesn't, none of that means that that person isn't worth your time, isn't worth your effort and your energy. They may just not know better. You need to be able to see the forest through the trees. They may just not know any better. They may just want the help, need the help, need the support from somebody who knows better. You need to elevate the people around you. It is more, I will say it's morally irresponsible. I think that's probably a pretty good term for that to be so self-centered, to not see that or to not acknowledge it. And further to not, to not at least try to help. So much of what we talk about in this space and in this community is about building each other up, building a community, resist tyranny, right? Fight back against these kinds of things, build each other up, desensitize our fellow man to the sight of a firearm, right? That's something that, uh, you know, Lucas Atirix arms said a, a, a long time ago and something that stuck with me. People see firearms and they're afraid of firearms because they have been told for generations now that guns are scary. Guns are the problem. We need more gun control laws. How do we combat that? We have to combat it culturally. 
And you have to be committed to working towards those causes with your fellow man who may not know what you know, who may perceive things differently. And I'm not saying you have to be, you know, so flexible that you give on every one of your your beliefs, but you have to understand that it takes all kinds of people, all different views and perspectives to make the world go round. And if we lose sight of that, then we're putting ourselves in a position to fail. We'll almost certainly fail because that's the path we head towards isolationism. We're going to join a group of three of our friends that all know the the same things that that we know, and that's it. We're not going to help anybody else unless they know more than us. And maybe then we have too much ego by then to, to want outside input, and we just get stagnant, and we wither, and everything falls apart anyway. Forward progress and forward momentum right? That's been a theme throughout what I've been saying here, right? Moving forward with your individual knowledge, your individual preparedness, your station at work, at life, right? You want to move forward, move further. You need to have momentum in your life. And that that itself can be a struggle, right? If you lose momentum in what you're doing, it can be a big indicator of a lot of different things. And that's, I mean, and, and I will, I'll say just, just, saying this now and thinking about it, it comes and it goes. You will have moments in life where your momentum's out of control. Things are happening too fast for you to be comfortable with and too fast for you to be, you know, be in control of. For a lot of us, that's when you leave high school. And all of a sudden, a lot of that structure and support you had known since you were young enough to know anything is gone. And you have to adjust. You got to slow things down. You got to slow things down while you catch up to what's going on around you. Now, alternatively in life, things can slow down. You can lose momentum and you can be stagnant in life. You get depressed, feel like you're lost, you have no direction, and that's bad as well. It's a balancing act. There's give and take. You have to make sure that you're taking the steps personally to move forward towards your goals. And once you meet that goal, however large or small it is, you need to look forward. You need to look forward to what comes next. I saved up a bunch of money. What comes next? I'm going to buy the rifle I want to buy. Okay. Well, what's that rifle? Do your research. Is is brand A still the one that you want after the year and a half it took you to save this money or six months, whatever that it took you to save this money? Or while you're saving, did you learn more? Did you maintain momentum or increase momentum throughout this process? Learn more and understand that you can build and up, you know, put an upper and lower together. Maybe, oh, instead of buying, buying a BCM, maybe it makes more sense to buy a BCM upper and an arrow lower. It's going to save you a little bit of money and give you equal performance. Maybe you're better prepared for that. And then you can get the rifle. What's next? Well, I save that little bit of money so I can get training ammo and I can start actually doing live fire training and dry fire training. Okay. What's next, right? You can maintain that forward momentum. If you get to a point where you have allowed yourself to feel like you have no direction, you've become complacent. You've either dropped yourself into a false sense of confidence and security, acknowledging, albeit incorrectly, that your skill set is as good as it should ever need to be, and it's just not something to work on. That happens. It it seriously happens. And we've all been through it, whether we realize it or not, in varying stages of life. But again, the determination and the education piece is huge there because you have to acknowledge that you need to force yourself to keep going. There's, cert- there's always going to be certain things we hate doing. 
whether it's going to work or maybe it's training reloads or training transitions or offhand shooting, you know, or maybe you just, you hate land nav because cardio and walking all the time just, just chaps your ass, you know, (laughs) literally and figuratively, uh, and you hate it. But you know that it's necessary because in the event that you should have to evacuate your home and you should have to make your way to a fallback point, maybe it's a relative's house or something, and you gotta you gotta go it on foot, you have to be able to navigate correctly and successfully, uh, effectively and efficiently. And you have to have the physical stamina and ability to carry your gear. Maybe it's not even your gear. Maybe you have to carry your small kids because they're four and five and they can't walk the twenty-two miles it's gonna take to get to your in-laws house or your brother's house, or whatever your fallback point is, you know, if it should ever, God forbid, come to something like that. So all these different things, all these different concepts and training and fitness and life all come together. And what does it come back to? It comes back to your mindset, how you approach life, the the caliber of human that you want to be. I'm not going to say you're gonna be perfect at everything or anything. And that's okay, too. But you have to, there's like a, a, a level of vigilance that you have to approach, vigilance and, and zeal that you have to approach these you, the, this life with, where you want to be better and you want to enjoy life and you want to be positive and you want to be happy with what you're doing while also acknowledging that you have work to, to do and there's goals you still want to meet and goals that you've far surpassed that you would never have and in, in 20 years thought you would have made it. I, I sit here now. This, this very podcast is an example of such a thing. When I started this, I never thought that I would hit a thousand subscribers. We're, we're way past that now. I never thought it would happen. I, I seriously didn't. I envisioned this to be a year, maybe a two year project where it would just kind of, you know, we would, we do what we did. And at some point, we would just make the decision that we're moving on to something different in life. And along the way, I grew. I came to enjoy this more than I thought I ever would. I made connections with some people that I now consider to be some of my very closest confidants and friends. Their resources, their teachers, their mentors, their friends, right? Now this is such a part of me, I can't go back. I've become a better individual, you know, from this experience and my, I've only become more steadfast in my resolve and my mindset, my attitude, my perception of what a successful man has to be. You pay your bills. You take care of your family. You're accountable for what you do. You can take care and protect your family and the others around you. You make yourself available to be a resource, to be a help to those around you in your community. Just like I go spend my time teaching kids. Granted, it's music. Are there better life skills I could be teaching? Sure. But I'll tell you what, I learned a hell of a lot about work ethic and failure through the musical arts and how to endure those things and how to work yourself through those situations and through hard work, how to overcome and reach those goals. And comparatively, those are small goals. But you know what? How do you eat the elephant, right? How do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. And it's true with music. It's true with with shooting and training. You ain't ain't Rome wasn't built in a day. Ain't nothing gonna happen overnight, right? I think again to just to just wrap this and to to put a bow on this is that mindset certainly fucking matters. There's no debating that. 
and I saw something today on, on Instagram where, you know, you get to a certain, uh, it was like a roller coaster arc and, you know, you know, nothing and at the top of the arc, you, you acknowledge all viewpoints and everybody's valid and everything. He gets down back on the other side of the hill and you've now seen enough and know enough about something that no matter what somebody says, you know, what is right and you know, what is not. And well, I well, I am very hesitant to acknowledge the accuracy of that statement within the 2A space, the training space, and the gear space. Are there some people who have seen almost everything and can live that life? Probably. Are they the ones that you think they are? Probably not. However, I can honestly say, having seen enough of humanity at this point, having made you know my bones with this world as an adult and living my life, mindset is everything and how you approach your life and yourself and your goals. It's, it's everything. I have seen enough success. I've seen enough failure. I've seen enough lack of effort and, and failure that follows that to know that that's it. If you have a strong will and a solid mindset, you will get where you want to be. There's no doubt in my mind. The only variable you have to understand is time. How much time do you have to invest and how much time it'll take for you to get there. But if you do it, you're firm in your resolve, you will get where you want to be. And keep at it. Be a quality human. So guys, I, I know this is a little bit deep. It's very different from what we're usually a little more lighthearted and, and things like that, but it's just something that just wears on me because it's so easy for people, you know, today to feel down on themselves and feel like what they're doing isn't right. And when I say that, I, I'm talking about me. Like I get jealous of stuff. I beat myself up for not being as successful as I would like to be. I see posts, people, Hey, Oh yeah, I'm testing out this product. Hey, I'm working with this company. Hey, this company sent me free shit. Like it's really cool. You know, and I, but you know what, I've been in those situations before as well. And I, I will probably be in some of those situations in the future. That's the benefit of the work I've put in, in building this voice and what I do with the podcast and this educational experience that I want to provide for folks and share the benefit of my failures and my financial, what I will say may be financial irresponsibility by buying more gear than I could ever use and holding on to a bunch of it and wasting money and things like that. Hey, here's what I've learned. Learn from me, save some money. Here's the benefit of my knowledge. And then further, right, being able to have these great conversations with people so that, you know, it's exponentially greater. Here's even other, here's greater folks who have done way cooler stuff and been way more successful. And they're going to tell you their stories as well. And they're going to share that with you. So you can keep, you can be even more successful too. We're building upon something greater here. And mindset is at the base of all of it. Talk to anybody who's worth anything. They're going to tell you that having a, the, the right mindset is absolutely critical and absolutely crucial to being successful. So guys, that's that's it. Uh, I, I If you've made it this far, I'm going to say thank you uh, for listening to me rant and rave and go on about basically being what it means to be a good man. I think that's really what's at the core of this. Be a good man and surround yourself with good men. And you will live a quality life that may shock you, I think. Um, and I, I certainly hope that that's 
that's that's the case because that's that's what I'm trying to build my life and model my life to be after. Cutting out people who are toxic, cutting out people who are self-centered, cutting out people who are only invested in themselves and really investing time in those around me that want to learn from me, that want to be my friend, wish me well, and are celebrating my success. And hey, you know, that's a hard pill to swallow too. Realizing that sometimes, uh, sometimes your family aren't even those people that are trying to see you succeed. So think about that as well. But that's all I got you guys. I appreciate you making it this far. As always, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. Uh, just put up a probably our longest video to date uh, on the Patreon page, walking, walking through uh, the uh, quote armory, uh, which is not much of an armory, but kind of walking through the workspace, you know, what I got going on ahead of our uh, impending remodel that I will be carrying out for the space. So if you guys see our Instagram page and you follow us there, I'm very familiar by now with what the space I do the podcast looks like, the space of where I dry fire and train, what that all looks like. Um, probably close to 80% of that will be going away. And there's going to be a major facelift going on. Um, and hopefully it's not going to take, you know, four months to do it. But if it does, it does. And I look forward to rolling all of that out to to everybody once it's done. You guys can see the, the new, uh, I guess, podcast studio, if we want to call it that. Um, and, and that whole project. But I just put all that up on the Patreon page. Check that out. You got options for a dollar, three dollars, five dollars to support us. And every bit of that will come back into what we're doing here and uh, and, and help produce more more quality content, more awesome guests, more opportunities to learn. But until next time, everybody, thank you. Love you guys. Be good human beings. Be a great man. And do that by getting out there, you work hard, you train smarter, and like we always say here, be prepared. Be prepared.